Happy New Year, everybody. So my name is Dr. Vince Gutierrez. I'm a physical therapist. You can find me at movementthinker.org. Um, I'm gonna be giving a lecture in February. Um, one of the things that I enjoy doing is going back out into the community and giving back, essentially however I'm asked, right? And I was asked to go to Lincoln Way High School to speak to their students who are uh, in anatomy classes and such and talk to them about physical therapy and, and our profession. Awesome, right? And if you're a PT and you're watching this, this is easy for you to go out, reach out to a school, ask to do a career day, ask to jump in and, and help however you can because even though you may not realize it, you made it through undergrad, you made it through grad school, and you have something to offer those people who are looking to follow in your footsteps. So don't hesitate to reach out to the schools to tell them how you got to where you're at. So they've given me a list of 32, they've given me a long list, there's two pages here, of questions that the students are going to ask me. And honestly, they're actually pretty good questions and it's stuff that I've never answered before. So I thought it would be good for me to do a video. Don't mind the kids in the background, they're screaming, they're having a good time. Um, so yeah, these are, some of these questions are actually like, not an answer, right? And like, I know the answer, but the answer is going to come off kind of corny. So I'm going to go with them anyways. I'll probably answer the first, I might answer the first group, right? So we'll, we'll go from there. First, when did you know you wanted to be in the medical or healthcare field? Uh, for those that know me, I had little plans on becoming a physical therapist. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the last person just dropped off the video. <laughs> Makes me feel so important that there's nobody left watching. <laughs> anyway, um, I had no plans on being a physical therapist. When I was an undergrad, I had planned on med school or teaching. And it was about how many people could I help, right? How many people could I affect? I've always been that giving person, that helping person. Uh, first off, the number one answer that I typically get for people who, who go into the PT profession is they wanna help people. Why do you wanna go into PT? Because they wanna help people. There's so many ways that you can help people. Don't make that the main reason why you're going into physical therapy. And during an interview, please don't make that your canned answer because we're, we're hearing that answer over and over again. How do you intend to use the physical therapy profession to help people, right? And so now getting back, um, I was either going to med school or I was going to be a teacher because I wanted to help people and I wanted to help, I wanted to make a large impact, right? And I felt that as a teacher, I could make an impact and I could make an impact on 30 people at a time. And so that was my initial intent. I was going to be a teacher. Now, how I went about doing it, I'm going to answer some of these questions here. Um, to make that choice between teacher and, and med school, um, there used to be a statue at Loyola University in Chicago, a uh, big Jesus statue, right? And and you know it's gonna get a little deep here for a second, but a uh, long time ago, I was, I, I wouldn't say I was really religious, like going to church every Sunday, but I'd say I was very spiritual, right? Reading the Bible, praying, uh, meditating, uh, listening inwards. And, you know, I would go out to that statue probably once a week, and I'd, I'd leave a penny for my thoughts, and I'd just sit there and have a conversation with God. And I prayed about it. What would I do? Teacher, med school. Teacher, med school. Uh, I chose to become a teacher. 
and <laughs> I don't know if it was the smartest decision, right? Because I didn't really know what I was going to teach. Um, didn't really have a passion other than I knew I wanted to impact people. So I decided to study biology and at junior college, really junior college, I took a lot of bio classes, um, didn't take any Spanish classes, right? And took my science stuff, got, went heavy science at, at Joliet Junior College. Oh, by the way, I recommend you go to a junior college if, if you have trouble affording a four-year university because you'll save a lot of money in the long run and I'm gonna touch on that here in a second. Um, and so I said, dang it, I'm gonna be a teacher. And I went through my three to four years of uh, junior college because everybody should do three to four years in junior college, right? Uh, while I was in junior college, I was working full-time and sometimes two jobs full-time. Uh, I was working, pushing carts at Sam's Club. I was working overnight as a stock boy at uh, Eagle Finer Foods. They're no longer in existence. And I was still training for powerlifting and going to school. I'm not gonna say full-time because full-time I was busy working and making money. But uh, I will say I was doing about six to eight credit hours a semester going to school all year long. Never taking a break from school. Um, but anyway, so I went to JUCO for a long time, right? And after JUCO, I ended up going to UIC because I felt the need to have the college experience. That was probably my biggest mistake. And one of the bigger regrets that I have, you know, I went to UIC and UIC is a great school um, for those that can afford it. I couldn't, I wasn't that kid, right? And so I took out $20,000 to go to UIC for a year. Dumb move, man. Big dumb move. I'm still paying off UIC. I, I'm down to like the last $20,000 in my student loans and, and I don't attribute that last bit to PT school at all. I, I attribute it all to UIC and just a bonehead decision. And so uh, if you listen to Dave Ramsey, that's my stupid tax, right? I made a dumb decision and I'm still paying it off years later. So I don't recommend you go away to school for the college experience. And now here's how dumb I was, right? I love starting off a sentence like that. Here's how dumb I was. I knew I wanted to be a teacher and I thought I wanted to be a biology teacher. And what, but I realized that I actually wanted the college experience more and here's how I knew that. When I got to UIC, I said, I wanna be a biology teacher. And they said, well, we just dropped that program. Is there anything else you would like to teach? Like, well, spur of the moment, I'm like, hmm. Spanish sounds cool. <laughs> so I went to UIC for a year, majored in Spanish, right? Um, from like one of the whitest Mexicans you're ever gonna find, never spoke Spanish growing up, and the class was full of people who were fluent. So I struggled a little bit, right? And, and for those that know me or those that went to school with me, uh, you know that studying and showing up to class were never my strong points. Uh, I was the most unorganized person you would ever find. I'd always find a way to get things done on time and to get them done really well, actually. But uh, organization was never my strong point. And uh, one of the teachers, the professor, uh, David, um, Senor David, he, there was an issue with spring break, right? <laughs> and, and I had missed the week before spring break. And then there was spring break. And he called me the following week and he's like, hey, are you coming back? Because you haven't been here in a long time and we're not sure if you've dropped the class. Well, I didn't drop the class. I was too busy at UIC. I was actually at school. Um, but, and, and again, those that know me know that I will be there. I'll just 
won't be in class, right? And so I was at school, but I was taking part in all of the other things that UIC had to offer. You know, I mean, I went bowling with blind people. I followed blind people around for a day. Um, I wore the, the blinders and used the, the stick. It was a really awesome experience, right? And like, it's funny because I spent $20,000 to do that. And, you know, I went to went Japanese tea time and I spent $20,000 to do that. I did a lot of volunteering. Um, but I don't recommend going away to a school for the college experience because you're gonna pay a lot of money in order to get that. So in the long run, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to be a biology teacher. They didn't offer the program, so I said, ah, I'll take Spanish. And I realized about a semester into it that Spanish is boring. No offense to anybody who's you know, Spanish, right? Who's studying Spanish, Ooh, teaching yeah. Spanish. But Spanish wasn't my gig. Um, reading literature all day in Spanish wasn't fun for me. I would actually go to UIC, it's funny, right? Now that I look back on it, gosh, I was horrible as a student. Uh, <laughs> I would actually go to UIC, miss my Spanish class, and go sit in on organic chemistry, because that was cool, right? And so then I realized, well, I should probably do something back in science, because that's where my, my passions were. But I knew I couldn't do it at UIC, because I couldn't afford it. So I dropped out of class at UIC, went to Governor State and uh, entered the biology teaching program. Took all the coursework and I wanted to be a teacher. I thought I wanted to be a teacher, right? Until I went and did field work. And I'm like, man, this is just not for me. Had some bad experiences that I didn't, didn't really want to be in teaching. There's some politics involved. And I just didn't want to be in teaching. My journey into physical therapy is actually a very unique one and, and I didn't realize how blessed I was or how unique my journey actually was until I was on the other end and seeing people who are trying to get into PT school. And so for instance, when, when I was in my biology classes, one of the PT professors came in to teach the class, um, Dr. Deers. And this upper level biology class was actually pathoanatomy. Right, and this upper level biology class was actually first year PT class, right? It was a, a shared class. And so the PT students were in there and the bio students were in there. And there were a few bio students that, you know, still close with. Uh, we still hang out every once in a while nowadays. <coughs> but he was asking meathead questions, you know, like for those, again, I was a power lifter um, from 2003 till I think I did my last competition in 2012. Uh, I did competitive strongman. Um, I worked with Olympic weightlifters. I'm a, uh, I just let my certification lapse, but I was a certified Olympic weightlifting coach uh, through USAW. I enjoy the gym. I am a meathead, right? And uh, Dr. Deers was asking meathead questions, and so you know he'd ask, you know, when you do a, a dip, which muscles are working and how, and you know, I got it, right? You know, triceps, pecs, you know, and. Eastcentric, like, for me, it was just meathead questions. But I never realized that none of the PTs were raising their hands. <laughs> and uh, Dave, uh, Dr. Deers, asked me after class, he said, hey, what are you studying? And, uh, you know, I'm going to be a biology teacher, man. I am this close to being done with school, and I never plan on going back to school again. And, you know, it's okay, that's cool. Uh, but I had another conversation with Dave, and he said, hey, I talked to your, uh, to your professor. You've got a pretty high GPA, and 
You would be a great fit in physical therapy. Have you ever thought about it? Not really. Um, wasn't even in my realm of thought at that point. I had had physical therapy in the past. You know, shout out to MJ, uh, Mary Jones, Dr. Mary Jones. She's amazing and good friend and still a great friend. Um, and so she was my PTA at the time. So I'd had experience in PT, but never actually wanted to go into it. It was, like I said, it, it wasn't even there for me. But when Dave put that little bird in my ear, I thought, well, maybe it's a possibility. So I went and did my field work in, in teaching for biology and realized I didn't like it. So I gave Dave a call back and I said, hey, uh, about this PT thing, um, what's it gonna take for me to get in? He's like, well, your GPA is really high. He says, you gotta take a test, the GRE, which uh, I'll get to that story in a second. He says, you gotta take the test, the GRE, and then uh, you'll get ranked, but your GPA is really high. You know, he wasn't telling me that I was gonna get in, but he was telling me I'm a shoe-in to get in, right? And um, so, and, and to, for those that are out there either in high school or college, um, I went through undergrad with like a 3.82, which, was decent like I I thought it was decent right I'm a pretty good student um, when now looking back on some of the other students that I've worked with um, the 3.82 is it's kind of high <laughs> just like he was just like Dave said it's kind of high um, but to me it was just it was just school it's not you know I was working two jobs you know it's just school and um, so anyway back to it again so he said you got to do some volunteer hours I put in 40 50 maybe now that I think about it, it was about 200 volunteer hours between Silver Cross and um, Brightmore Physical Therapy. Shout out to Bill White. Uh, Bill White was awesome to work with. Um, you know, still consider him a friend today. And so you should do your volunteer hours at some place. And, you know, if, if you're going to apply to the school, one of the things that I'd recommend is to find a, a person to volunteer under who went to the school that you're going to be applying to. Even though I use that as, um, as an example, I wasn't, I didn't do it that way, right? I, I was told I should use Bill as my, um, as my recommendation. He should write my letter of recommendation because he went to Governor State, but I wanted to get in on my own merit. And we'll talk about that in a second too. I wanted to get in on my own merit. And so I actually had uh, Mary Jones write my letter of recommendation, even though Mary Jones was applying for the same seat that I was shooting for. And so I had a PTA write my letter of recommendation to get into PT school. And the PTA that wrote the recommendation was the PT was the person that I was competing against for that seat. There weren't many seats. I think it was like 20, 21 seats in our class. And so there weren't many seats to, to get in, but um, I felt better that I was going about it the right way and not trying to, to you know scheme the system by having Mary write my letter instead of Bill write my letter. So Bill, that's the reason why I never asked you for a letter of recommendation. Uh, it's because I felt it would be unfair and put me in, in an advantage that I don't think I deserved if I had you write the letter. So anyway, so I got accepted into PT school. Um, I knew I wanted to become a physical therapist when the option was presented to me. So it's not something that I dreamed of doing. Um, what One of the character traits that I have is I go all in and I like to win. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna get everything I got right. And those that have worked with me over you know my career, they've seen it. Um, before going into PT school, no. 
before going into PT school. I um, was employee of the year at Sam's Club. And the, the year actually I got into PT school, I was employee of the year, which um, was awesome, right? It's like 280 people. And, you know, they voted me as, you know, the best employee that they had that year. Um, and I worked hard for it. But, um, but I like to win at everything that I go into. And so going into PT school was just a, another competition for me, you know. It's just going there to do what I can and um, trying to be the best that I could. So, yeah, and that's, that's one of the character traits that I think that everybody should have when they're going into this profession is that you should give it everything you got. You know, you're spending all of these years to get into school and um, you, you, you might as well give it your go. You know, you, you don't, don't hold back, no regrets. And so, you know, it was actually, I credit Dave Deers for actually getting me into the program and Mary Jones for uh, writing my letter of recommendation and, and kind of, you know, standing beside me the entire time that I was going through school. Uh, Mary got accepted too into the same class. Um, how did I know that this was the right college major career for me? It was Meathead, right? <laughs> um, I thought, honestly, I was a personal trainer and um, I thought that being a personal trainer was gonna be a direct correlation into being a physical therapist. And while I was in PT school, it was, you know, it was, it was meathead stuff, you know? It's concentric, eccentric, isometric, it's muscle fibers, fiber types. Um, to me, it was, it was fun. It was, it was an extension of what I was already doing in the gym. Um, it wasn't until I went on my second long clinical that I realized I was not gonna do anything with athletes or sports or strength sports at all in my career because I fell in love with treating spines and it was so much fun, right? I got to see cause and effect like this, like that, and I'd never seen that before. You don't see that in the gym. Um, and so that for me, that was awesome. And that's when I knew that my career was gonna go in a separate direction from where I thought it was going. Um, so where did I go to school? For undergrad, I went to Joliet Junior College. Again, I highly advise going to a junior college. I went to UIC. I don't advise going to a four-year university if you can't afford it. I went to Governor State. Governor State was affordable. It was small class sizes. Um, it worked around my work schedule. And so it was awesome. You know, I would highly recommend going to Governor State University for, for those reasons alone. I mean, especially if you're going to go on to grad school at some point. No, I mean, again, no offense to governors. It's a smaller school. Right? It doesn't have the name recognition, but if you're going to go into grad school, it doesn't really matter where you, where you go for your undergrad. Right? If you're going to go get your, your DPT, um, if you're going to go get your doctorate in physical therapy, touch on this for a second. PT. PT stands for physical therapy. Okay? That is a protected term in almost every state, but definitely Illinois. And the reason why I bring this up is because I had mentioned, uh, uh, I was talking to a patient and I said, yeah, you know, I've, I've run into some PTs, they don't realize this. And, and he says, yeah, yeah, personal trainers, man, they just, you know, they're, they're not there. And I'm like, all right, I gotta have that conversation. <laughs> um, I used to be a personal trainer. Personal trainers are supposed to go by certified fitness trainers. They're not allowed to go by PT. PT is a licensed term. It's a protected term in the state. And so that's, it's, it's actually breaking some issues if they call themselves PT, it's false advertising. So anyway, um, where did I go to school? And like I said, I went to Governor State for undergrad. Uh, what's going on, guys? Aldwin, Jackie, Jackie, it's, it's good to see you. I hope you're doing all right. Um, so yeah, I went to Governor State for undergrad, and then I went to Governor State for grad school. Uh, like I said, credit Dave Deers. Did I ever change my major multiple times? You just heard it. I thought I was going to be a Spanish teacher. I mean, 
gosh, I'm glad I'm not, right? This field is way more fun than, than what I think I would have gotten out of teaching Spanish. Uh, what types of schooling is required in order to become a physical therapist? So it's typically a four-year undergrad plus two to three years of grad school, depending on where you go. And even that four-year undergrad is negotiable, depending on where you go. You can have direct admission um, into some programs. I think Marquette is one that's a direct admit. Um, in our, I think Northern might be a direct admit now. I'm not quite sure. But Marquette is the big one. And so it's either a six-year program, five-year program, seven-year program. It really depends on which combination you go with. But in the end, it's a lot of schooling and it's a lot of debt. Advice for studying and succeeding in the tough science classes. Yeah, I am, know your learning style, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, UIC, huh? Um, I, I personally couldn't afford UIC Aldwin, so I was only there for a year, but I had a great time while I was there. It was so much fun. Uh, I bowled like every week and went to the arcade. And Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, rarely ever went to class. Yeah, great 20 grand. So, <laughs> do you think it's better to do a regular grad school or a bridge program as limited as it is? Oh, uh, that's actually an awesome question. Um, so my wife is a PTA, and this is something that we've discussed in the past. I personally look at return on investment, right? And so when you're going to go to the bridge program, there's two in the country right now. You have um, Findlay over in Ohio, and then you have uh, Galveston at UTMB. I heard they're looking at another, a third. I'm not quite sure where that third one's going to go yet, maybe California. But uh, yeah, you're looking at two, and cost of the program is about 80 grand-ish. You have to travel. You have to stay there. Um, you still have to work 20 hours a week as a PTA in order to, to maintain eligibility in the bridge program. There was a, I, I did interviews this year at Governor State, and um, there was actually a, a PTA who interviewed and interviewed to go to Governor's. And I actually, you know, I the time out on the interview um, because I was curious about the rationale for the same question. Um, why choose Governor's over a bridge program? And the answer, I mean, it was a very thoughtful answer, right? The person felt that there would be more experience gained from going to full-time uh, DPT instead of doing the bridge program. Um, I, again, the person had a phenomenal answer. I you know, said that the person will still be working part-time on weekends. Uh, again, Mary Jones was in my class. Uh, she, instead of doing a bridge route, I don't know if the bridges were out there at that point, um, maybe if MJ's watching this at some point, she could answer that. But instead of doing a bridge program, she went to Governor State and um, she was, you know, if not at the top of the class, near the top of the class because of her experience as a PTA. I personally looking at it, I would have said the bridge program, but I honestly think cost wise, you might actually find a state school that you're going to get out of cheaper. Uh, it might be a little longer, might not be but you'll probably get through that a little bit cheaper than all the traveling and lodging that you'll have to do for the bridge program. Um, I hear South College has a two-year program for the DPT. Uh, that might actually be more beneficial for, for some people who already have the PTA degree and are going for a, a, a DPT. But yeah, it, it's still a debate back and forth. Um, I'd love to see um, a bridge program a little closer to home so it would cut out on that travel and lodging and then it might actually be a little bit more competitive in terms of ch making that choice. But 
when you're looking at you're going to be away from home you know four days every four days twice a month right um it's hard to do that if you have a family and so it's you know it'd be it's not as accessible as just the, the regular DPT program, which you know for us is right around the corner here at Governor State. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Um, getting back to the questions, if anybody else has a question out there, feel free to throw it out there. Um, advice for studying and succeeding in the tough science classes. Best thing I can, best thing I ever tell a student is understand your learning style, right? And and I. I didn't know why I excelled at school. Uh, oh, you had MJ, awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. And, and you know, Mary Jones, Dr. MJ, Mary Effin Jones, um, you know, I hold her on, she's one of the few people that I hold on a pedestal. And, um, you know, I've always looked up to MJ and I'll always look up to MJ. Um, you know, she's a, a beacon of light in our profession. Uh, she does a lot for our profession. She, I mean, she's just an amazing person. There's a few people out there that are just wow people that, you know, when I mention them, I get goosebumps. MJ's one of them. So yeah, absolutely love MJ. But uh, getting back to how do you study for the, the tough classes? You have to know your learning style, right? And I never realized why I excelled at school so much uh, going through undergrad, because for me, and this may not be the norm, and I realize that I, I realize that I am not in the norm, I'm at the very far end of that bell curve, but I am almost purely auditory. And so when you're an auditory learner, and so you have to watch how schools are set up, right? Schools are really set up to, for the auditory learner to excel, because the auditory learner doesn't forget what they hear. And so oh, me personally, I don't tend to forget what I hear, right? And so when I would show up to lecture, I, I was, <laughs> great story, I have to go to the story. So I would show up to a lecture with popcorn and a pop, right? And, and I actually got kicked out of a class once, um, out of biology class, Dr. Gimo <laughs> um, at Governor State. So to put it in perspective, our homework assignment was to read chapter three, four, and five, right? And so. I mean, I'm a fairly quick reader, but I don't absorb as well reading as I do listening. And so what I used to do in school was I would read the chapter into one of those uh, those small, tiny cassette players, right? I'm old. <laughs> and I would put one of those small, tiny cassette players in there. I'd read the chapter. And then while I was driving, instead of listening to the radio, I'd play the chapter back for me. It's like an audio book, right? I mean, that might be why I love podcasts so much. But... And I would just memorize everything that was coming at me that I was reading out loud. And I would show up to class the next day. Um, it was the, it was probably the sixth class, the sixth time the class met over the semester. And I had realized what the pattern was going to be in class. You show up and she reads the notes from the chapters to you that you were already supposed to have read. So, you know, we had a big auditorium style seating. I would go up into the far back end of the class kick my feet up on the desk in front of me, um, you know, drink whatever I was drinking and eat my popcorn and just kind of, you know, chillax in class. You know, I, I tried to become a better student, so I actually showed up um, and I would chillax in class. And at the end of the class, Dr. Gimo says, um, you know, Mr. Gutierrez, can you come down here for a second? And <laughs> um, honesty is one of my things, right? I'm, I'm always trying to be on, as honest as I can be and as blunt as I can be. And uh, Dr. Gimo said, uh, Mr. Gutierrez, are you bored? 
And I said, quite frankly, Dr. Gimo, I am. Um, you had asked me to read chapters three, four, and five, and I did. And when I come to class, you just recite chapters three, four, and five to me. So I'm not quite sure why I need to be here. And she said, I'm going to make it easy on you. Don't come back. That was the first time I've ever had an interaction like this, right? And so I wasn't quite sure what was happening. I wasn't sure if I was getting kicked out of the class completely or if I was just told I didn't have to be in class, right? And so I asked that question. I said, what about taking the test? She said, you could take the test in the library. Awesome. So I got an A in the class because that's what I do, right? I get A's despite people at times. And, um, but I am an auditory learner. And if you know what type of learning style you have, school becomes very easy. But if you don't know your learning style, if you're an auditory learner and you're trying to spend all of your time reading, you're going to really struggle, right? If you're a kinesthetic learner and you're just listening to lectures, you're going to really struggle, right? And so I am highly auditory and a little bit of kinesthetic, right? And so you'll see me, you know, even in the clinic, you'll see me playing with my hands a little bit so that way I can picture where I'm going. But know your learning style because that's how you're gonna get through the tough classes. I learn the most Remember, I, I, I told you I went and sat in organic chemistry when I was at UIC just to hang out. Um, but I learned the most in my um, organic chemistry class at Governor State. The teacher actually spent just as much time teaching you how to learn as he did teaching you, like, the formulas. And I learned something called layering, and I still do it now, right? I learned something called layering, which is where I would spend five to ten minutes studying and oh, th oh, this is another way for me to, to get through these tough classes. I never read for more than 10 to 15 minutes, even today when I'm reading journal articles. Um, I don't tend to read for more than 10 to 15 minutes because I know my attention span, it's like that, you know, squirrel. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got the attention span of a fly. But if I read for more than 15 minutes, I'm gone. Nothing, none of it is actually sinking in. And so I read for 15 minutes, but then I come back later and I'll read for 15 minutes. And then I come back later and I read for 15 minutes. And then I come back later and I read for 15 minutes. Um, and when I was in undergrad, I was even more extreme, right? I, would, uh, I was working full time, you know, at Sam's Club, putting on tires. And between every set of tires that I put on, I was studying for three minutes, right? Going through flashcards. Um, I would watch a lot of TV at the time, baseball. I can remember watching baseball games and during commercials, I'm studying for three minutes. Uh, and so I found that brief, intense, almost like high intensity interval training, brief, intense studying is really how I thrive because my attention span gone. And another reason why MJ is a saving grace for me is because MJ can study <laughs> forever, right? And she can just go. And it's so not me. And so we paired up really well because we uh, complemented each other. But yeah, so that's how I got through the tough science classes. Um, probably not going to go through this whole list of questions, seeing as it's already been 30 minutes. Uh, I'll go through probably the first 10, 10 to 15. I'm already at question number nine. Uh, hardest class in college was chemistry. Not organic, not non-organic chemistry uh, was my hardest class. Uh, I dropped the class three times. Um, mentally, I just wasn't ready for the work to put in for that class for me. Um, it wasn't a hard class, but it was time consuming, right? And you, you have to be ready for what you're going into. For me, getting a B or worse was not acceptable. Um, I knew I was a better student than that. And so I actually dropped the class 
once with a B. Um, going into it, I knew I wasn't gonna be able to get better than a B because I was working two. I was working eighty hours a week. Um, and then the second time I dropped the class, it was just a, f a major issue that happened with organization. Um, so yeah, that was my hardest class. I actually took it three times. Uh, got an A on the third time. Um, took it. I was more mature. Took it at the time when I was only working one full time job, um, and I took it as a night class. So there was like no distractions for me. But yeah, that was my toughest class. And it's not because the content was hard. It was just mentally I wasn't ready yet. Um, what was my favorite undergrad class? Gosh. Um, maybe Dr. K's pathoanatomy, uh, pathophysiology. That was a fun class. I mean, it was a hard class, but it was fun. Um, there was a lot to memorize. In college, how did you balance social life with school and clinical experiences? Uh, in undergrad, like I said, there were times where I was working two jobs. I was always working. There was never a period of time where I didn't have at least one job, sometimes two. Um, even in PT school, I was working overnights. And it's not recommended. It's highly frowned upon. Um, yeah, I showed up to research class with Dr. Carter. And this is when, um, you know, Dr. Carter uh, highly recommended, I was getting an A, don't, don't get me wrong, I was getting an A in the class. But um, <laughs> I would work at the gym, so I was working overnights at the gym, I quit Sam's Club to go work at a gym um, because it just worked better for my schedule. And so I was working from nine at night until sometimes six in the morning. Uh, thanks Scott Thulin for giving me the opportunity to work at World's Gym, it was like the Mecca in Joliet. But uh, yeah, so, I would go, go to work. The job was really simple. Uh, he really just needed somebody to man the desk overnight because uh, you know he keep the shady characters out. And the workload that I had to do there was pretty simple. I think I would finish you know an, an eight hour shift. I would have it all done in three hours. And then the rest of the time was mine. And so I'd study, um, I'd get some workouts in, right? But uh, it, there was no social life. Right? It's not that I was out there having a good time. I spent my year at UIC with a good time, but it, like I said, it cost me 20 grand. And so I learned a lot that year and I grew up a lot that year by you know, becoming focused on school and making enough money to get by. And so I knew, like right now, I knew I needed $105 per week in order to pay for gas and pay for food. That was all I needed, right? And so I worked as much as I could to hit that number first and mind you, this was back when minimum wage was like seven eighty-five or something like that. Um, and so I worked as much as I could to hit that number first. And then anything beyond that, I would store away because I knew I'd have to start paying back my student loans. But uh, yeah, I, I, I highly recommend you figure out what type of learning style you have. Get serious at being a student because a lot of the people that you know I initially went to school with, they dropped out of school because they just weren't ready for it at that time in their life. And um, and, and yeah, you, you have to have the mental fortitude in order to make it through undergrad, it's not easy. Um, would you recommend having a minor in college? Dude, <laughs> I, I graduated with like 163 credits, I like school. So I recommend going to school and using that experience to learn what you think you're going to need in order to, to succeed in life. And so I took theater, I took music, um, I enjoyed those classes, right? They were a lot of fun. Uh, I took improv. Improv really helped me out going into PT. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I took a lot of classes that didn't weren't needed for PT school, but they they helped make me a little more well-rounded as a person. So do a minor if it's going to help you long-term, but don't do a minor because you think you need a minor. Uh, so I'm going to end it there, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to comment below, and I'll come back and answer some of your questions. And like I said, I still have probably another two hours worth to go here. Thanks for watching.